Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy, or should I say Captain Bob Shoy, and we've also got Professor Tiss and Beef the Exorcist. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a little bit of a mini episode this week. Um, Like we said a few weeks ago, this is all pre-recorded. We're uh, a bit busy, so it's going to be like a mini episode. In fact, we actually had a listener plan it for us to do like a mini ep. Um, Sweet. So we're going to roll straight into it. I love not having to do anything for the pod. Yeah. I, have, I haven't even like read or looked or watched the stuff he sent us, so this is just completely off the cuff. Wow, okay. Um, so today we're talking about haunted cemeteries. Oh, okay. Um, with some goodies that uh, a listener, Jarrell, sent us, um, who's a um, really nice guy. He He's quite interactive on Twitter, and he's emailed us a few times, um, but he sent us these uh, cool cemetery stories. Thanks, Jarrell. So let's go through it. Unless there's anything you guys rolled straight into the episode. It might be the quickest we've ever gone into an episode. One minute 37 and we're already on to like watching a video. That's mental. Is there anything you guys want to go into before we actually crack on? Uh, what to do with Haunted Cemeteries? Well, to do with anything. Nah. I feel like we said what needs to be said on the yeah. one we just recorded. So it's like, I don't know what we're going to be nah. doing in three weeks time. Nah. This is going up three weeks after we recorded it. So it's hard to know what the state of play is on everything. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we roll straight into a video then? Yeah, let's do it. I want to I see what this is all about. So this is uh, Stull Cemetery in Kansas. Yeah? Yeah. And I was going to read this, but I think the video is going to explain it. So should we just let the yeah, video let's explain? Yeah, let's do it. And then we can read it afterwards if we need to. So, who is up for a scary story on Halloween? KBC 9's Martin Augustine has one that's grown for years in a small Kansas town, and in doing so has spilled over into some unpleasant realities. A ghost story in a dark place can cut many different ways. A legend in Douglas County, Kansas, says that strange and supernatural things happen in a small cemetery there. But the real scary story may be a side effect of that legend. The setting sun bathes this cemetery in the small town of Stull with soft autumn twilight. It is peaceful, it is quiet, but it is also the home of a legend that goes back years. A ghost story with a powerful edge that somewhere in this cemetery is a gateway to hell. 
A small chapel on the cemetery, which stood in ruins for years, was rumored to perhaps be that portal. This pile of stones is all that's left of it, and since it was torn down a few years ago, some of that legend has waned. We learned that from a man who lives nearby, but he did not want to appear on camera. In fact, nobody in Stone wanted to talk much with us about any of the stories that have emerged here over the years, such as the one that the devil himself visits this cemetery on this night. But these legends are just that. Nobody really knows where the stories begin, but the results of those stories are plain to see. The trespassing signs are up everywhere because over the years, people looking for a scare or just looking for trouble have used the old legends as a reason to hang around the cemetery on Halloween. That's led to vandalism, headstones knocked over, litter, noise, a place to be respected, disrespected. The ugly side of the ghost story, leaving families with loved ones buried here so upset to so often have to repair the damage. There were some people very angry with us in Stoll tonight, telling us that by reporting the legend, we were only perpetrating the stories and inviting more trouble. Leave us alone, they said, and these problems will go away. In Douglas County, Martin Augustine, KBC 9 News. Mm. But they did it anyway, didn't they? Yeah, crafty buggers. Um, so basically, this cemetery is supposed to be a gateway to hell. Yeah. Seems a bit... There doesn't seem to be much fact on it. It's just like the legend is. Yeah. That it's, the, it's the gateway basically, to hell. Basically, they started reporting on it and then realised they would have no one to talk to. So yeah, because like, well, no, no one wanted them there. None of the locals wanted them to report it. Yeah. Um... I yeah. I, do you think the devil's been there? Hasn't he? He's a busy guy. What do you think of cemeteries anyway? Do you find them creepy? Mm, I don't know. I think I thought you Maybe did. Because when I yeah, when I said about when I did the EVP experiment with James, yeah, you were like, oh, I wouldn't have gone in there. Mm, yeah, probably not. Probably not. So you don't like a cemetery. I remember in Cheddington once, I think it's like a thing they do at the church, you can probably feel me on this, they got loads of candles, and they were in the, the graveyard, it was like a special it's holiday. A necromancy it was it Easter? Was it Easter? I don't know. Do, uh, was it like a vigil or something? Some sort of... Was there some guys like drunk in the graveyard dancing around in They had robes. candles, there was a load, load of people circled yeah. with candles. No, I don't know. Oh, fuck knows. I don't know. So it was creepy. In Ched? It was well, yeah, it was the one near the train. When you go to the tra- from the train station yeah. to the village, it was in between there. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. There's a church there, isn't there? Yeah, I can't remember. Huh. I'll tell you why I think I find cemeteries creepy. Yeah. And I, it's probably the reason why everyone else finds them creepy as well, because of all the old movies. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like, dead people. I, I know this sounds silly, but I guess... Well, thriller. yeah. I'm thinking of like the omen, like well, the front, like, famous poster of the omen. He's like standing next to a grave. Oh no, I'm thinking more of, um, is it the the first Evil Dead, the right. original Evil Dead, and it was like in the 70s or something. Yeah. I think the when we think of zombies nowadays, oh right, like this is what I find interesting. If you think of zombies nowadays, you think of The Walking Dead, you think of even uh, 28 Days Later, stuff like that. Mm. Um. They zombies are just it's just a virus that's got out of control. Yeah, that's it's what just they like every day, now. you know, it's just before you know it, they're walking the streets, and it's like you know, if you if you look at the old movies, it's all from gravestones. Mm. It's all from cemeteries. The hands rising out of the yeah, yeah, exactly. Like slowly animating from graves, and then they get back into their graves mm. at night. So, so I guess the first again. yeah, well, the first time I saw Thriller, I was probably about eight or nine. Yeah. I wasn't very old because it was quite. 
guess what the outro music's going to be this week. Yeah, thriller. Probably. Yeah, so I guess I find that creepy because it's like, but I do find, it depends. If I'm a good guy, I guess it depends where I am. You know, the one in Stukely I find particularly creepy and I really don't know why. I'll tell you what, last week, on last week's episode, me and James were at Highgate Cemetery and that place was fucking creepy. When you look through the bars there, you can imagine seeing like a tall figure stalking between the stones. Really? There are 170,000 people buried at that cemetery. 170,000? Yeah, it's huge. I couldn't believe it when we saw it. That's mad. Um... And it is all like the grounds like collapsing, like graves are like falling into it, and like tombs are poking up and shit. It's really crazy that place. I've yeah, never I remember you saying last week. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you can imagine when I was in that graveyard, it was kind of it was like five o'clock at night, so it was kind of the sun was setting a little bit because the sun's setting early at the moment. But um, it was getting a little bit like dark, mm. and you could just imagine it being creepy there at night. Mm. But don't forget, you're surrounded by dead people as well. Yeah. So that's part of it. In your head, you you know you're surrounded by dead people. In the Churches are, are quite creepy at night as well. Yeah, yeah. And like an old stone church. Yeah. Because they're so foreboding. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I guess that's why they're creepy. I don't know about this being the gateway to hell, though. I don't know what I think about that. What did you guys think about that, the specific? Oh, no, I don't. I'm not, I don't. Like, where would that That's come just a strange from? old legend, I think, for that one. I guess it's the thing is when, it, particularly if it's a small community, if you get one person who is focused on this, it can it it can be quickly become a legend, can't it? Mm. Like that fluff I told you about the the grave in Stukeley. Like, there's oh this yeah, gra- there's this grave, right? And it's like, well, is there? Okay, what about the um, the Boot Hill Cemetery in Tombstone, Arizona? Oh Ooh. come on, Tombstone. Sorry, let's... Uh... Uh, what does it say here? One infamous and easily debated evidence of ghosts in an Old West setting was the one taken at Boot Hill Cemetery in 1996 when Ike Clanton posed for a picture on the old burial site. However, they did not count on the mysterious figure in the background, dressed in clothing similar to those worn by the in the Old West and holding a knife. The picture was taken in 1996 by a friend of Ike Clanton, um, who is an actor cowboy poet and cousin to the gang of Clantons that once occupied Tombstone, Arizona in its more active days. And here's the guy that was actually in the photo, talking about the photo and showing us the photo. Okay. This is uh, a photo, in fact, I think I'm going to take it out of the plastic here so it won't reflect, but this actually is a a photograph that I took and I get, every day I get uh, people telling me, oh, you, uh, you staged that. This is a picture of my buddy Kelly, and he and he dressed up in my uh, my 1880s gear, and uh, we took this shot in Boot Hill. And the reason why he's off to the left here is I wanted to get uh, the Dragoon Mountains here in the background, so I put him off the left. When he took these, he took these actually to Save On Drugstore, and, and they were black and white because he wanted to look like the Old West. And when he called me back. About two weeks later, he goes, hey, are you sure there wasn't some guy standing behind me in Boot Hill? And you can see it right here as I get it closer to rock solid here. You can see that there. That is the wildest looking picture of a guy, and he's holding a knife. And everybody accuses me all the time of, uh, of actually staging this. I'm going to show you the actual photo. This is the actual photo, photograph from, uh, from Savon right here. 
And you can see the, um, as I go across here, you can see, let me get, I don't know how close I can get here to show you how close that guy looks, though. He looks pretty crazy. And he's holding a knife. But I can't, I'm not that Here's steady. Anyway, this is a bigger one here. Vicki, tell us about this guy. What, what, what is this? Well, um, when you first brought that picture to me, I immediately could realize that you didn't Photoshop it. You're not that talented right now. And, um, and it was not a fake picture. It wasn't a superimposed picture. It definitely was a ghost picture. I took it to a gathering definitely of psychics that I happened picture. to be going to not too long after you showed me the pictures. We're going to pause it there. Uh, the whole video is about five minutes long. You can find it on the blog. What do you guys think of that? Uh, ghost picture, real or rubs? Looks interesting. Rubs. It looks like someone's just standing. It's, it's too clear almost for a ghost picture. Mm. Which is weird because if we see a ghost picture, we're always like, oh, it's so blurry. Oh, why can't I take a good picture of it? And then when it's a good picture, we're like, it looks a bit too real. The, the thing that gets me though is that if he was taking a picture, if you were taking pictures and in the background you saw someone, you'd be like, oh, let's just wait for this dude to... Yeah, off. that's true. And that's close enough that you would you would see that. Yeah, so the person in the, taking the picture would have seen him. That's true, yeah. That's so the only other way would be that he did stage it. It's quite creepy. Or it is a ghost. Or it's a ghost, yeah. That's what I meant, only other way from it being a ghost. And he's obviously wearing the uh, olden times clothing that ghosts always wear. He's not in, like, Nike hoodies no. and stuff. And he just wanted to say again and again, he was holding a knife. He wanted us to know he was holding a knife. I can't see the knife, but he said it about 15 times. But this guy seems pretty legit. Like, I don't know, I don't think he has any reason to Mm. just, I don't Mm. know. Well, that's the famous. 73,000 people to see something on YouTube. That's the famous Boot Hill Ghost photo. And all these videos, we're going to play little clips. Uh, It's only going to be a short episode, like I say, but if you want to watch these clips in full, they're all going to be on the website. Nice. Um, so what else we got? We've, we haven't got too many of these. Do you want to read about Resurrection Cemetery in Chicago, Illinois? Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. Um, this down here, yeah? Yeah, just this one. Okay. One of the most popular and enduring ghost stories in the Chicago area involves the spirit of Resurrection Mary. <laughs> Resurrection Mary. Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> Re- Resurrection, you're like, oh, sounds sweet, Mary. So <laughs> speak who supposedly wanders the streets around Resurrection Cemetery in the city's southwest suburbs. I wouldn't want to be near Resurrection Cemetery. No. No, that's an accident waiting to happen. (laughs) Yeah. According to one version of the legend, Mary enjoyed going to the dance halls. One night in the early 1930s, she left one of the halls and tried to cross busy Archer Avenue. She was hit by a passing car and killed, and was buried in her favourite dancing clothes in nearby Resurrection Cemetery. Ever since, there have been reports of a ghostly female figure wandering along the road near the cemetery. Ooh, I don't know why, but I got like a chill then. Ooh. That was weird. But unlike most ghosts who prefer to keep their distance and not make eye contact with people, Resurrection Mary seems to enjoy human contact. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. Some of the most popular and oft-repeated stories about Resurrection Mary come from men who meet an attractive woman at one of the dance halls. Oh, She's hot. After spending the evening with her, they offer to give her a ride home. She tells them that she's the daughter of the cemetery caretaker and lives on the grounds. So they drive her to the cemetery. Oh, that gave me a little bit of a Oh, this is really horrible. Oh, this is horrible. Come on. I haven't read this, so this is good. 
Oh god, no! I was just sure. read the next sentence. Yeah, I don't on. know why it's creeping me out so much. Um, they stop the car. Mary gets out and disappears. Some have reported that she walks toward the locked cemetery gates and fades away. Oh. Mm. Others have said they get out of their car to open the door for her passenger, proper gentleman. But when they reach the other side of the car, she's gone. Ooh. Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> Several so not she never so called him back. <laughs> Several not so great movies have been made about the legend. Oh, that's horrible. Wow. That's a heavy. Criticism. That's a cool story. Uh, yeah. I've got the trailer for everyone if you want to see a what bit of it? one. Yeah, let's do it. What's it called? Resurrection Mary. It's called Resurrection Mary. I'd really like to know more about the young woman you've been seeing. Mary? You didn't meet her on the internet, did you? No. Oh, yeah, this is a not so good film. Wait, how do you know that? Fair criticism. There was this young woman way back, 1937, 38. What do you think of this one? I'm going to play the next eight seconds. We can watch 30 seconds of each trailer and you can give a review after each 30 seconds. Okay. Supposedly she's run over while walking along Archer Avenue. Oh. Okay, nah. what do you think of that one? Nah. Rubs. Rubs. <laughs> Tiss, you want to watch that one? There you go. Tiss, would you well, watch you've got movie? a choice. You've got a choice of this one or the next one I play you. Okay. To watch, so you had to, to watch pick, one of them. If I have to pick you one, you had to watch films, one Resurrection Mary movie Ooh. based on the first 30 seconds of one of their trailers. Okay. Which you choose, okay? Okay. This is the other one. Oh, all the thunderclap. I love to dance. The first one. Wait, I mean, what's your name? Let me go. The first one. Resurrection Mary. The first one. <laughs> I love this one. That's what the kids call her. Of course, ain't nobody knows for sure whether she buried up there or not. But, uh, ain't the buried they talk about. No, do Nah. Yeah, that's what they call her. <laughs> resurrection Mary. Um, oh, Resurrection Mary. <laughs> which, um, which one do you want to watch? The first one. I kind of want to watch the second one. This more, I kind of want to watch the second one, yeah. We should get together and watch one no. of these films. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. We never get that time back. Too and that scary. is life that too we're scary. just going to wither away in a fucking. Do what? Yeah. What are you going to do with that He's time? He's too scared. There's so many other Pussy. things. There's so many better things we could do at that time. Okay, let's do a voodoo one. Voodoo, Voodoo Mama Gigi. That honestly though, that's that like story. That Resurrection Mary, that's a cool story. Yeah. I've never heard of Thank, that. Thanks for that, Jarrell. That's that that's was great. awesome. Um, so this is uh, Mary Levo. Laveau. Marie Laveau has been dead since 1881, but some believe she still has power over the city. What she did in the 1800s is the stuff of legends. Even though there's little factual proof of her magical powers or records of her life. Many documents have disappeared. Um, many were falsified in the first place. There's just layer after layer after layer of folklore, lies, mythology, wild stories. Experts believe Marie Laveau was born somewhere between 1794 and 1803. She was said to be the daughter of a wealthy white plantation owner and his slave mistress. In early 19th century New Orleans, she was considered a free person of color. She developed a relationship with the head of the New Orleans Catholic Church. 
And the pastor of St. Louis Cathedral was a man named Père Antoine. He works with the prisoners, the lowest of the low. He works to free slaves. And his chief companion in this work was Marie Laveau. Like many people in New Orleans, Marie Laveau was both Catholic and a voodoo believer. People in New Orleans went to Catholic Mass at St. Louis Cathedral in the morning and to Congo Square for voodoo ceremonies in the afternoon. Congo Square was voodoo central in New Orleans, where free people of color and slaves gathered for voodoo ceremonies on Sundays. It's there that legendary voodoo priest, Dr. John, is believed to have taught Marie Laveau everything he knew about voodoo, including how to formulate a powerful charm called Grigri. Grigri bags were filled with anything from starch, dried beans, metal filings, or animal skin. The ingredients themselves are not the key thing. It's the intention that you put on the Grigri bag that matters. The person who made Grigri appealed to voodoo spirits to give it special powers. Do you understand the power that you are receiving? Grigri is no different than wearing a cross or a St. Christopher medal or carrying a lucky rabbit's foot. It hung around your neck or you put it above the door. It carried protection. sold Grigri out of her home and built a reputation as a voodoo queen with mysterious powers. Some believed her voodoo power was backed up by power of intimidation. Marie Laveau had an amazing network of folks to give her information to actually spy on people. She had political connections, economic connections under the surface of her public persona. Marie's political power and relationship with Catholic pastor Para Antoine allowed her to do something that would be blasphemous in any other church. Marie Laveau could conduct what were, in effect, voodoo ceremonies at the altar of the largest Catholic church, the Cathedral of the Louisiana Purchase. In the 1830s, one incident is alleged to have convinced all of New Orleans of Marie Laveau's voodoo powers. A wealthy man's son was on trial for murder. His lawyers told him his son's case was hopeless, so he turned to Marie Laveau. In desperation, the father offered Marie Laveau a house if she could use voodoo to free his son. To accomplish this feat, she spent weeks praying at St. Louis Church, undergoing a form of self-torture for the cause. She placed three excruciatingly hot guinea peppers in her mouth and held them there for hours. Guinea is a name for Africa in many voodoo circles. The spirits, like the spirits of voodoo, always take pity on great suffering. And so when she offered to suffer on behalf of her intention, they heard her. On the morning of the trial, Marie Laveau snuck into court. She put the peppers that had been in her mouth under the judge's chair. 
Some believe the spiritual energy of the voodoo-infused peppers caused the judge to set the man free. Legend has it the freedman's father rewarded Marie Laveau with a house on St. Anne Street. Now, that's the spiritual explanation for what happened in this story. The political explanation is that she knew the judge. Regardless of how she freed the man, most of New Orleans now believed Marie Laveau could use voodoo to sway the city's justice system. Um, so they're the events that took place at St. Louis Cemetery in New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm. Makes me want to look into voodoo more. Yeah. On an episode, which we obviously, yeah, we do want to do. Uh, but I found that quite interesting. Yeah, I, I often wonder with this kind of stuff, when people... You know how if you tell a kid enough times that they're stupid, they'll believe mm-hmm. they're stupid? Yeah. I often wonder with this kind of stuff, when someone is told... They have enormous power. And this happens with witch doctors as well. It's almost like a placebo effect where mm-hmm. you you believe so much in whatever it is, whether it's healing or your own abilities or whatever, that, um, I mean, the other stuff would be coincidental, obviously, but I just, I wonder whether this is what drives people sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Because she obviously believed that she had... That kind of a power. And obviously the people around uh, believed as well, because mm. otherwise they wouldn't have come to her. Yeah. There's actually a song about uh, Marie Laveau. Is there? And I'm going to use that song as the outro music to this episode, not Thriller. No. Um, it's by a guy called Bobby Bear. Okay. And he has a song called Marie Laveau. Oh. Well, it's worth putting in the episode, I suppose. It is. Tears, so, are you dying? Mm. Do you need to go? No. We've got one more. Let's do it. We've got one more. Okay, so the last last one, Tissy. Bachelors Grove Cemetery in Chicago, Illinois. I really like this episode, by the way. It's just because I was up till two yesterday. Yeah, just, I said this. Disclaimer, it's not because the guy who put it together for me. No, I knew, I knew you were going to be tired tonight because I knew you were DJing last yeah, night, yeah. but it's the only night we have. Yeah. And um, for anyone who's finding Tiss quiet, he is sitting here intently, like listening and watching and um, taking it in. He hasn't disappeared, right. but he's in a very fragile state tonight. Yeah, and he's moving house in like two days, and we've done two episodes back to back. And he hasn't packed yet. So forgive Tissy. Forgive me, baby. Um, so only 82 plots at Bachelors Grove Cemetery, but that certainly hasn't stopped it from becoming one of the most notorious graveyards in the country. It's in Chicago. Uh, well, Gerald's from Chicago. So this is local stories that he knows about, I guess. Awesome. Uh, during the 20s and 30s, Bachelors Grove was rumoured to have been an uh, infamous dumping ground for Chicago's organised crime families. Yeah. It was the isolated lagoon near the back of the abandoned cemetery that supposedly drew the mob's attention. According to the legends, it soon became the perfect place to fit hitmen, snitches, and people who had... People who owed money with a pair of permanent concrete shoes. Bachelors Grove is most famous for the ghost stories that surround the strange plot of land at the end of the long gravel road. One of the most famous images of a supposed ghost was captured at the graveyard, the White Lady, or Madonna of Bachelors Grove. It is rumoured to be the spirit of a woman who buried the ne- who was buried next to her child. Oftentimes she is seen wandering the cemetery during the full moon, holding the body of a baby in her arms. And I'm going to search for that image right now. I'm just doing it. Yeah. 
of Bachelor's Grove. Madonna. Oh wow, it's really clear. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't know if I want to see it. Ooh. Oh, it's horrible. That's real. Do you think that's real? Yeah. Wow, Tiss is going for this one. There's a there's a little video about this place, Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Watch well, a bit could of this. Deep in the can forest it? preserves of Southern Cook County lies what is known as the most haunted cemetery in the world. Whoa. A long and winding gravel us. trail leads us to the overgrown and eerie entrance of the Bachelor's Grove. Infamous for its unearthly images, strange sounds, and floating orbs. With me are paranormal investigators Andy Seitz and Doug Larson. It was here one afternoon during a photo and recording session. They had the scare of a lifetime. I thought my bag got caught on a bush or something. There was like tugging because I was kind of moving around, taking pictures all around, just kind of general stuff. And I go turn around like this to look, and there's no bush on my bag. I go back this way, and all of a sudden, my bag, like something is yanking like a little That's kid. It. And I turned around, and when I did, I saw his camera bag come up off his shoulder like this three times. He went ghost white. I went ghost white. And then I kind of snapped back to you, and I came running over here with my recorder that was still going. And I asked, I said, are you the one who scared my friend? It's the only thing I could think to say. And sure enough, as as we reviewed it, we heard this voice come out of nowhere. Just ominous. Yes. And we both here got the chills, got oh the hair stand God. up on the back of our neck, and we both decided at that point we had kind of stayed out our welcome, and it was it was time to leave. Here is the audio recording of that voice. Were you the one who just scared my friend Doug? The encounter took place near this headstone, which is where this picture was taken. Scattered throughout the cemetery are old and crumbling headstones. Pete Crapia is a steward with the Forest Preserve, and he's heard all the ghostly tales. Uh, the oldest headstone here is back from the 1830s. He's tied with a senator, of all things. The most well-known apparition was a translucent woman dressed in old-fashioned clothes, seen perched on this headstone. And she was photographed with an infrared camera. The photographer was just standing right behind us. They said they didn't see anything at the time. It's been reviewed by Kodak. Kodak couldn't give a definitive answer, um, so it remains a mystery. Other ghostly images include this figure walking and reports of black apparitions and blue floating orbs. The nearby pond is even haunted with stories of a phantom farmhouse that appears and weird splashing sounds and ghostly mystery cars seen dumping bodies. There are nearly 200 bodies buried in this cemetery and some of the paranormal activity has taken place with the headstones. This one has mysteriously moved from one end of the cemetery and back several times and experts can't explain how that has happened. Above one headstone for a husband and wife, these unexplained circles have repeatedly appeared. And throughout the cemetery, visitors leave personal items for the ghostly inhabitants. As dusk begins, my guides urge us to leave quickly, because once night falls, anything is possible in the world's most haunted cemetery. Aww. Can we go there? I would, I would love to go there for sure. I found that really creepy. Yeah, I yeah. found that really creepy. Yeah, so no. You know when you find something really—I don't know yeah. if this is just me. If I find something really scary, it makes my eyes water a little bit, like in the corner. Right. Yeah. And that made my eye water a little bit. Oh, you crying? Not crying. It's just like it's a really weird sensation. It's like a yeah. one little like bit of watery eye on one side. Um, yeah, that was creepy. That really gave the, me the chills. The one oh, thing I was thinking though, Tiss has got to walk to his car again. This always happens. The audio that. That they got. Yeah. 
Why were they, why why were they recording? Mm. Why were they recording? Why were they recording? Why would you record that? Weren't yeah. weren't they filming anyway or something? Was didn't he have his audio equipment and stuff in his bag? Yeah, I guess so. That's what they were yanking at. Oh, that's horrible. That's creepy though. That is yeah. fucking creepy. Oh, that's really horrible. Thanks, Drew. That's chilled me a lot. Has Drew been there? Um, I would love to know. Um, we'll we'll find next week, Drew. If you've been to, because I I think you're from Chicago. Um, if you've been to Bachelor's Grove Cemetery, let us know if you've seen. If you've seen anything, anything or just if you have been there, really, just yeah. to tell us how it feels. I wouldn't be there at night time. No. You wouldn't get me there at night. No. Ever. Well, there you go. Wonderful. What about nice, nice in night's clothing? Would you be there as a knight? Yeah. What? Would you in be there an, as a knight. All right. Mm. As a K and I G T. What, during the day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you? <laughs> yeah. You'd dress up okay. as a knight as a cemetery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Why? <laughs> Why is that weird? Why is it not? Why would you do it? No. Why not? Because people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? People don't go there, mate. There's a night. People don't go there, mate. And they'd be like, why is that? And I'd be like, it's a play on words. And they'd be like... No, people... Like, I'm a ghost. (laughs) I'm a ghost? Yes. It's a cemetery. (laughs) You're a ghost? (laughs) Yes. Wait a minute. Let me just turn my. Let me just turn my... Like a night to convince someone it was a ghost. Let me just... Let me just turn on my recorder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Not fine. Rubs. You rubs it. You loved it until you heard the You wouldn't get me there at night. It's rubs. (laughs) What about the woman Which sitting down it? on the tomb? The white Madonna? Well, I, I guess I'm just taking their word for it. They, they did take it he at night time. He was like shitting it with the videos and now he's like, whatever. Oh, I go there every day. Well, yeah, because yeah, if I if I think about it too much, I won't be able to talk back to my car. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, enough. Alright, okay. So, well, I, I want to say a massive thanks to Jarrell for sending us those stories. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, really creepy. Probably the creepiest collection of stories. Yeah. Because whenever we do stuff like this, there's always one that I'm a bit like, ooh. But all of those stories, I was like, ooh, that's really Yeah, horrible. good mix as well. A bit yeah. of voodoo, a bit of uh, Stairway to Hell, and <laughs> a little bit of... Um... <laughs> stairway to Hell! <laughs> Outro <laughs> music. <laughs> um, and there was, yeah, a little bit pro- proper spooky ghosty stuff. So, yeah, it was a really really helpful that you just sent these stories to us all in one big email basically like a mini episode plan because we were a bit stuck for something to fill um like for a short episode to put up while we're getting ourselves sorted out so you've done us a massive favor and for that this week's listener of the week obviously is uh Jarrell for doing that listener of the week so thanks a lot man um tissy's dying I'm dying. So Tissy has to go. You can go. You don't have to wait for me to do the outro stuff. You can sure. Leave. Yeah, that's fine. See you in three weeks, guys. Or yeah. next week. For you well, whatever it happens. <laughs> I promise that the next episode after this is going to be another proper one. We don't know who's hosting. We don't know what it's going to be yet. But yeah. we've got three weeks to work out. I don't know what it's going to be. Is it you? I don't know. It's Beef's turn. Beefy's really. Yeah, Beefy's going to sort something out for us. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Have a good um good move moving. how to move good moving house yeah, day. Enjoy going anyway, to London dude. Hope it goes yeah. well. We'll check in on the other weekend to check you moved alright. Yeah. Alright, yeah. so that dude. Man. Bye. Oh man, I'm knackered as well. I'm having yeah, such a I'm long, tiring week peak. this week. And I've I've got to go I've got to go to um Tesco's after this. Oh, yeah, I've had the longest, tiring, tiring week. Um, in, before I'd even walked around London I got there at 10 in the morning and I got the train home at quarter past 7 and we walked a long that day. whole day we wow. walked recording that whole time wow 
So I don't know what's going to come out of it. That's hours. Yeah. We didn't go to half the places I'd listed. That's why I was like, need another like two weird London episodes. But cool. Anyway, so yeah, Tiss is gone. Yeah. And uh, now the real fun begins. Yeah. Outro stuff. Um, if you've got an episode planned for us, no, <laughs> yeah. no, please, we don't expect this. Is that was above and beyond? We actually had another guy plan an episode for us as well. Are you serious? Yeah, which we'll probably end up pulling out of the bag sometime down the line. Do you feel like listeners again. are trying to tell us we're too lazy. Yeah, maybe. Like we don't expect anyone to do stuff like that. That's way too kind. Mm. So if you don't want to send us a plan, if you just want to say hi or anything, the email unexplainableuk at mail dot com, and the website is. Weirdtalesandinexplainable.com And on there, that's everything. Twitter yeah. handles, contact, information, all the blog posts, all the Facebook. videos and stuff from today. Um, it's all on there. The Facebook.com slash Weirdtalesandinexplainable. All yeah. that stuff. It's all around. Just get on this internet thing because yeah. I think it's going to be massive. Yeah. We've actually uh, been getting, since we started talking about the reviews and we actually checked the reviews on iTunes, we've actually been getting a few more. So thanks to everyone who's been leaving iTunes reviews because it really helps. Mm. Um I don't know how like the iTunes algorithm works for stuff like that, but reviews really help a show. Yeah. So yeah, they really do. Yeah, keep doing that, guys. It's and I I now get my monthly updates on reviews from all over the world because if you log into iTunes, you only get to see the reviews that were written in your own country. Mm. So if you're writing them in Australia, I now know how to read your yeah. Australian reviews. It's so, not yeah. that obvious, though. No. Send send them wherever you are. It really helps. We done? I think so. Yeah. Until next time. Oh, I got a really shit one if you want it. Mm, go on then. Cemetery you later. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is even more disappointing than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Cemetery you later. Yeah. It's better than, I don't know, I don't think I can think of any. I'm too tired to think of any. I hope this hasn't felt too low energy, by the way, people listening. We're all absolutely exhausted and we're just like working our nuts off to try and get something out for you like every week while we're um, going through the sort of transition period. Yeah, see, better enjoy it. So, yeah, we've really enjoyed it, but we are exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been good though. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a fun little mini. Maybe we'll have to do a few more of these like mini episodes in between the main ones in the future. We'll see. We still don't really know what's going to happen, but yeah. So, awesome. yeah, again, until next time, cemetery, cemetery later. later. Yeah. Oh, and to play us out, it's uh, Bobby Bear and Marie Laveau. Yeah. Here he goes, he's, he's going now. I don't know what the song sounds like, but he's, he's playing underneath us right now. He said, Marie Laveau, you lovely witch, 
music. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 